0: Episode 5 of Scourge Divas, my name is Kirsty, I am one of your hosts, and I'm joined from afar by Casey. Hello! Can you believe that we've got five episodes? Well, technically six, because we had a, a filler episode where we tested our sound.
1: I, I I, can't believe it, no.
0: Five episodes. How are you? How are you this week, Casey?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing alright. Work's been shit, but I went and shot people with lasers at the weekend, so that was good. And in a sort of
0: sanctioned laser shooting environment, or just in someone's house with a laser pen.
1: No, no, and I sanctioned the laser shooting environment in the catacombs under Glasgow Central Station.
0: There are catacombs under Glasgow Central Station? Yeah. Nice. I did not know that.
1: I shot people with lasers
0: in them. That sounds really cool, actually. I want to go and do that.
1: Let me know next time you're going to be in Glasgow. We'll go and do it.
0: I think the last time I went... When was the... I don't remember the last time I went and shot people with lasers. I don't think I was very good at it. Mainly because I, I I'm not a particularly easy to hide person, being like five foot eight, and it was a it was a it was a, a a venue where being able to creep around was of benefit, and I find that very difficult to do. Partly because I'm tall, and partly because I'm like Bambi on ice a lot of the time when I'm walking around.
1: Well, I I am yet taller, and made the mistake of wearing heels. They weren't huge heels, but they were like. Two in shields and uh, yeah, that did make things more difficult.
0: Nice. Okay, so at least next when we go and do shooting people with lasers, we'll both be equal disadvantage. Yeah. We have an interesting episode lined up. Um, I'm gonna let Casey loose for another Tybalt's Rager, which is fast becoming my favorite bit. Mainly because it's just fun. It's like it's like going to Greyhound races and you just open the door and I let Casey loose and she runs and she runs <laughs> <laughs> and she runs. <laughs> It's great. So we're gonna we're gonna see what's ground Casey's gears this week. Um we're gonna we're gonna have a a judge booth where we talk about deck lists.
1: Yep. Because
0: that's very important to me personally as a human. Something I feel very strongly about. Um and then we're gonna talk about Arena and Momir and what that is. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run through the worst cards you could possibly get in Arena Momir.
1: The the absolute shighters
0: Absolute shighters of Momir. I might make like a Hall of Fame, put pictures of them up and just call it shighters of Momir.
1: A Hall of Shame.
0: A Hall of Shame, yeah. But just put pictures of them up.
1: That sounds good.
0: Because I have I have opinions.
1: And then we're gonna play a game.
0: And then we're gonna play a game. So get a get a drink, get a seat.
1: Unless you're like on the bus, in which case probably don't
0: get a drink. Don't think that's legal?
1: Good. It doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. It could be a coffee or something.
0: That's fair. Get yourself a Pepsi Max and sit the fuck down. Casey, that's a a nice rager you've got there. Oh, thank you. I'm like doing a thing with my eyebrows when I say that. I know you can't see me.
1: Oh, I can hear your eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. My rager's not very big this week, but... It is both worthwhile and comprehensive.
0: I have like that oh my face. Mm. Oh my.
1: Okay, show us us your rager. So this week's Tybalt's rager is kind of a follow on from last week, but I didn't want to just bang on about the same thing again. So this week I'm going to talk about criticism and how to give criticism and how not to give criticism. Because people who give criticism on the internet are often absolute arseholes about it yes and this was prompted by something that was posted on twitter this afternoon by one of my favorite content creators the professor at Tulerian community college now there's some rather unsavory language in this um in this comment but i'm going to read it verbatim
0: we'll put a, we'll put, we'll put a, a content warning on it for
1: More unsavoury language than normal.
0: Yeah, there is a slur. There's at least one slur like mentally going through it. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we we apologise.
1: These are not our words. These are the words of I don't know because the professor being a good guy has hidden the person's online username. So we don't know whose words these are. Some assholes. These are the words of some asshole.
2: (laughs) This guy almost defines douche. Look at him. You would never want to drink a beer with him. He has no idea the inner workings of WOTC, but he talks like he does. I bet you he does not play Mag- Magic the Gathering Online, and plus he is just siding with the masses that never got into MITGO and are just captivated by Arena. <laughs> Every rare is like $7 in Arena, no such thing as 10 cent rares. Arena is a total rip off, while MITGO is the standard shit. Go ahead and make a video about the cost of Arena versus the cost of Mitgo. The numbers don't add up. Arena is insanely expensive, while Mitgo is pretty fair. Also, fuck you. You're a punk with long hair and a small brain. You will lose your sponsorships. It will be revealed that you touch kids. All that oh and more. You are a dickless faggot who speaks on things he knows little about. Oh, well, I was just signing with the crowd. Acting as the voice of the MTG generation. Fuck you. You aren't the voice of shit. Paper magic is dying and will soon be phased out. And Mikgo will one day be the only way to play magic. Arena is baby software for little babies who like to pay, overpay for MTG. Go play X-Mage if you can't keep up financially with the bullshit, which is a smart thing to do anyways. X-Mage is an option. Fuck supporting WotC. They took enough of our money. We invest way too much time in cardboard concepts. We should be trying to live forever. Work out an infinite combo IRL. Duh. Pick up some amphetamines and a science book and get to learning. <laughs> we want to live forever. Not blow our hard-earned credits on some shitty new set that will bottom out within a year. I wake up in the morning and this shit is what pops up on my YouTube. What the fuck? Fuck this guy. Give us Rudy. <laughs> Was outstanding. The only so, way
0: that could have been better is if you were in the middle of Buchanan Street on a cardboard box with a big me- with a- with like a megaphone and a sandwich board,
1: pro- proclaiming it. Yeah, from my soapbox. So, I felt I was uh, I was qualified to comment on this because I actually have drunk a beer with the professor at GP London the other year I'm so when he was uh, over for the large popper event. He was at the staff party afterwards, uh, and. He's he's a top guy. I have drunk a beer with him and I would want to do it again, so whoever you are, uh, you're wrong. He's sound. But this is something that a lot of content creators, if not all content creators on the internet have to put up with.
0: Can I confirm as someone that does make some content on the internet, that is correct.
1: Yeah, it's
0: And I've never got I've never got one I've never got one that's quite so what's the word I'm looking for? Cuntish? Well, <laughs> that, wasn't, that, wasn't the word, that wasn't the word I was specifically looking for, but yes, uh, <laughs> I was going to say just off the wall and completely wild. I think like I said on Twitter myself, that is basically just he's got his predictive text up and just hammered that middle option over and over again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not saying don't give feedback or criticism to content creators because... We want it, we value it, we thrive on it when it's useful feedback there's there's nothing about this as useful feedback, nothing at all. basically, what I'm saying is if you're gonna if you're gonna go out of your way to comment on on someone's content that they've put time and effort into putting out there, even if you don't like it, especially especially if you don't like it, explain why you don't like it. Don't just insult them. Don't just call them homosexual slurs and call them a paedophile and tell them fuck you. Like, that's, that's not helping anyone. It doesn't make you look big. It doesn't make you look clever. It makes you look like an absolute prick. It doesn't help the content creator in any way whatsoever. It doesn't give them anything they can work on to try and improve their content. It doesn't tell them why you didn't like it. If you don't like it, explain to them why you don't like it and either what they'll do is they'll take your feedback on board if they feel it's valid feedback that could be used to improve their channel or their content and they'll work on it or if they think that the feedback while possibly valid isn't something they think would improve their content like telling a legacy content creator "Oh, you should you should focus more on standard because more people play it that's feedback that Explains why you don't like the product, but isn't necessarily valuable to them.
0: Like when we first started recording this podcast, um, I had downloaded Audacity. I think the day before. Yeah. And I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was just like, let's wing it. Let's just completely wing it. So, like the first episode that we put up, while the content itself was, I don't, I don't think it was awful content. No. We were definitely a little bit like, we felt a little bit stupid sitting by ourselves, recording ourselves. But I had loads of people say to me, oh, have you, have you thought of this? Have you tried this? If you want any help, you know, give me a shout. This is probably a better way to do it. And now we sound, I think, significantly better. Yeah. So that's helpful feedback.
1: Yeah, that's, that's useful, valuable feedback.
0: Somebody had slid into my DMs and called me a stupid bitch because our sound was shit. That's not helpful feedback.
1: No. Your sound is shit and this is why. Or your sound is shit Here's how you can make it not shit. Valuable feedback. Well, to be fair, I think I, I, your sound is shit is a little bit to the point. It's a bit on the nose.
0: There's a nicer way that you could say that. You could say that that, that, that was really good, uh, but you were a bit quiet or something. Don't just come in and be like, "Yo, good podcast, but your sound sucks. Here's how to fix it. I mean, it's better than the alternative. Which is what? Just letting, letting us keep going.
1: <laughs> Oblivious. Well... It's better than your sound shit. Go suck a dick. <laughs> that's,
0: that's two. That's two very separate pieces of feedback.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, both of those things may be true, and both of those things may be good. Well, the sound being shit's not good, but um, <laughs> I don't know how sucking a dick's going to fix it. Depends whose dick you're sucking, I suppose. Like if you're sucking a sound engineer's dick, then they might sort your sound out for you. But <laughs> but I mean that's that's. <laughs> okay so yeah that's that's my rager for this week so if you want to give them feedback about their their content do it in a constructive way and uh try and think your arguments through don't start your argument saying arena's a rip-off magic the gathering online is great that's where it's at it's the best way to play magic the gathering and then finish it by saying oh, you shouldn't play Metgo. fuck giving Watsi any money, you should play X-Mage. Like, try try and be a bit coherent.
0: What is X-Mage? I've, I've never heard of X-Mage.
1: X-Mage is a bit of software that allows you to play Magic the Gathering over the internet without owning any cards, any digital objects, as Modo would have you call them. If you were around for about the three and a half hours where it was actually called Modo. <laughs> I hate calling it Modo, it's Mitgo. Fucking stop calling it Modo. That's 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 that that can be a Tebow's rager for another it's day, insane. and it'll just be me screaming <laughs> at the microphone. It's called Mitgo. Stop calling it Modo. It was called Modo for the length of a cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> Is this a bad time to admit I call it Modo? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've never called it anything else. Why? Because I don't know. Everybody I know calls it Modo. Like all of our mutual friends, I'm pretty sure, call it Modo. Uh
1: probably. They're all wrong too.
0: I feel like if I say this in the in my bedroom mirror or something, you're gonna
1: come out and hit me with a shoe. That's absolutely correct. Yep. If you if you look in your mirror three times and or no, look in your mirror once <laughs> and say Modo three times, then I'll appear behind you with a shoe in my hand. <laughs>
0: specifically look three times yes does it have to be three times in quick succession or is it like the third time you look you're like oh fuck I've summoned Casey again
1: no you have to look three times in quick succession and say Modo each time (laughs) but it doesn't count if you just blink you have to look away and look back (laughs) I appear behind you holding a stiletto heel (laughs) that's so creepy I've seen someone calling Arena a Odo as well (laughs) oh isn't that oh. what John Fashner used to say in Gladiators? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> what do they? Aodo.
2: Yeah.
1: A o d o, as in arena, online, digital <laughs> oh. objects. Whatever the fuck that is. See, I, I was. <laughs> I thought I I I was envisaging it having like a W like a w o d o No 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 just a o d o it's fucking called arena it's only one more letter just type arena <laughs> Or if you only want to type four letters mtga fucking hell yeah. <laughs> Is not it officially called mtga Yes <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Oh, so... so there you go two tip box rages for the That's price so of one funny. one on being nice to content creators the other on what you should call your fucking online magic the gathering <laughs> program it's oh. Metgo and arena <laughs> fuck's sake roll up roll up
0: step into my judge booth
1: how big is your judge booth will i fit yeah it's, it's i mean it's like a phone box Okay, that's
2: good.
0: It's not like a, it's not like a British telecom phone box in some street corner that we're going to have to cram in and talk about judge stuff.
1: It's not how you become an L one. You can fit a lot of people in those phone booths. Really? Yeah, the record world records like six or seven or something. How? I don't know. Contortionists. I honestly thought you were
0: going to tell me how many people you'd managed to fit in a BT phone box.
1: Oh, two. <laughs> okay, you're not trying hard enough. I've never tried. Oh, sorry, it's fourteen. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's 14, not true. That's the record. That's not true.
0: Fourteen people
1: happened in Edinburgh.
0: That's bullshit. I'm sorry, fourteen people in a phone box.
1: I'm gonna send you a photo.
0: Okay. <laughs> Can we tweet this photo after we put the episode up?
1: Yeah, it's twelve adults and two children.
0: Oh, that's that's how big are the children? I don't know. So anyway, while this vote was sending, uh, step into my judge booth. We're gonna talk about deck lists. Because this is something that a lot of people need to sit down and listen to, yeah, so first of all, Casey, what you're saying this for why do we have deck lists? I can think of two I can think of two main two main reasons deck lists are important,
1: so we have deck lists to make sure everything's fair in the tournament and people aren't like swapping their decks out or swapping cards between their sideboard and their main deck because they know what their next round opponent's playing, just to make sure that everyone's actually playing the deck that they're supposed to be playing.
0: Also handy if somebody's card goes missing or a card ends up in someone else's deck by accident, which has happened, events that I've been judging, uh, you can use the deck lists to find out what's gone in the wrong place. Not hugely helpful in the situation I was in because both players were playing exactly the same deck with exactly the same lands.
1: Oh. And it was a land. Oh!
0: I think the only difference was one full art foil land, and to make it better, one of the players had borrowed a deck from someone else, so it wasn't even their deck.
1: That's super helpful.
0: I uh, it was that was my first ever event that I'd had judged as well.
1: Well, that's a good crucible to go through.
0: So the other use that I can think of for deck lists is that in big events like, like a Star City Games. Uh, open or a, a grand prix or the mythic championship if you've got deck lists it means that you can post the top whatever ones and people can use that to scope out the meta game or see what people are playing
1: at larger events they're really useful for coverage as well yeah that's uh part of the judge team's duties at grand prix for example and i imagine it's the same at star city games events is getting the deck lists for the uh, players that are in the feature matches to coverage to make sure that they know what the players are playing and what they might have on their sideboard so they can speculate on how they'll board and so on so, yeah. I was
0: just looking at this photo of the phone booth that you sent me Yeah. There's a lot, I was going to say there's a lot to unpack but it seems like a really...
1: There, are, there is a lot to unpack
0: <laughs> That seems like a really obvious pun I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not, I'm not Anyway, we're going to talk about the best way to do a decklist, because theoretically, there's no official, well, I don't know, is there maybe a GP's actually? Is the, do you have to present your decklist on a certain form? I know you do for, like, obviously if you do for sealed and limited events, you have a form, but if it's like a standard GP, is there a, a GP decklist?
1: So at limited events, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be given a specific registration form by the judges to register your deck on. For constructed Grand Prix, I believe now all deck lists must be submitted in advance of the event electronically. Okay. If that's not come in yet, that's coming in very soon. Before that, there was you, if you were submitting your deck list on paper, there was no official form it had to be on. But I believe I believe it ha- is now the case that they all must be submitted electronically.
0: So for smaller sort of local events, like you know WPN level events, if they're Comrel, you you have to put a deck list in if it's Comrel. Yeah. But there's no specific, there's no hard and fast rule on what you have to write your deck list out on.
1: Sadly, not.
0: Sadly, not. We'll we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> of some sad some sad tales so th- there are deckless sheets that you can use online that you can print out even better there are some deckless sheets that you can fill out on your computer and then print out and have it typed that's the best way that's yes. the best way
1: that is absolutely the best way
0: we're gonna rate them out of 10 that's like a 15
1: easily a 15 out of 10 it's the
0: best way um, if you are going to print your deck list out, and I, I say this as someone that judges local level comp relevance, well, go, well let's, let's go like scaling. We'll go from the best to the, the worst. So the next one down from having, a, a, having one typed and printed is having one, an official one printed out and filled out. Yes. That's like the next one.
1: In block capitals in black pen. Yes. In English. Yes. <laughs> unless you have been specified by the tournament organizer that you can fill out your decklist in another language officially decklists should be filled out in english
0: please do it in block capitals because i've seen deck lists. honestly it looks like they're written hieroglyphs yeah i've had about as much luck figuring them out okay so printed block capitals black ink english excellent next one down from that is literally any sheet of a4 paper Actually, that's a lie. Not literally any sheet of A4 paper.
1: A sheet of... A4 lined
2: paper.
0: A4 lined or A4 blank, as long as it's neat.
2: Yeah.
0: We prefer A4 because when you're piling up deck lists to take away and in sort into alphabetical order, which we do so that it's easy to find them when we do deck checks and if we need to pull one out for some reason, we put them in a pile and it's much easier if they're all A4. There's always somebody that pans in like an A5 sheet. Yeah, it just kind of sits in the middle, and it all that's going to happen with that is it's either it's either going to annoy the judge.
1: Yeah, if your deck list is on a piece of paper smaller than A four, and I have access to a stapler, I'm stapling it to a piece of A four paper to make my life easier. So if you can just hand it to me on a piece of A four, that's so much better. Yeah. If your deck list is on a piece of paper that's larger than A four, what the hell are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. Have you had? Have you ever had that?
1: Larger than a four, yeah, I don't think so,
0: okay, so the bottom category is a piece of paper,
1: oh, there's categories below a piece of paper,
0: yeah i, I okay, so a piece of a piece of paper i've had I've had decklists on you know, like um when you get a sheet of stickers and you peel the stickers off, and it's that kind of weird grease proofy feeling paper,
1: yeah, I've had deck lists... Tr- I've I've had deck lists on that as well. Probably from the same player that you have. I'm not going to call him out, but I think we both know who we're talking about.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's like the bottom tier of acceptable. Yeah. Uh, Anything other than that, you're either going to exasperate the judge or they're going to make you do it again.
1: More likely make you do it again.
0: So when you're writing out your deck list, the, the way to make... The tournament, a the tournament run faster and more smoothly and b make your judge your best friend is to split it out split your creatures and non-creatures and lands out write them in that way don't just ram them all together because that's just that's just gonna suck make sure that you've counted them up properly because we do count um you don't some people i've seen people write them in alphabetical order you don't necessarily have to it's nice
1: it's it's nice as long as you have separated out the the creatures and from the lands from the other oh, spells. Gosh, yeah, yeah. If your deck list is just in alphabetical order, that's not helpful. It's great for limited tournaments. That's how we want it for limited tournaments, but not for a uh, not for constructed. Please.
0: Yeah, as long as it's split out into like lands, creatures, non creatures. Even better if you're gonna, if you want to separate your non creatures into different categories of non creature spells. That's even better.
1: If you're playing Standard in this current environment and you're playing Super Friends, please split your Planeswalkers out separately. That would be really helpful.
0: Yeah, do that. It makes everything so much easier. And for the love of God, do it in block capitals. I cannot stress this enough. If you have to take one thing away from this. Yeah. So I uh, I mentioned that we would get back to things that were lower tier than label paper. was the worst deck list you've ever had?
1: The worst deck list I've had personally.
0: Well, okay, let's do the worst you've had personally and the worst you've heard of. Okay. We'll see if the worst that you've heard of matches up with the worst that I've heard of.
1: So the worst I've had personally was on a non-full-size post-it note. A non-full-size? You know the little half-size post-it notes you get? Oh, no. I had a deck list on one of them. Not multiple, one.
0: How tiny was the writing?
1: Very, very tiny.
0: Uh, Did you accept it or did you make them do it again?
1: And made them do it again,
0: yeah, that's oh my God, did they just not have paper? Was that all the paper they had
1: uh I don't know i I didn't bother asking them why I just told them to rewrite it and
2: gave them a bit of a four
0: i mean yeah if you don't if you don't have any a four paper in your house, you can as long as you arrive at the to the event in time, you can probably get a bit of a four paper from the venue yeah don't don't just don't just go sifting through your stationery drawer until you find something flat that you can write on with a ballpoint pen.
1: I've had them on the back of a, uh, a receipt as well from somebody's shopping.
0: That's, I suppose that's not quite as bad because at least that is a reasonable surface area.
1: It is a reasonable surface area. It was just one long, thin column of cards.
0: What's the worst decklist you've ever heard of happening?
1: The w- both best and worst I've ever heard of happening was printed on a cake. What? It was A4 and it was a proper like from decklist.org decklist. But instead of printing it on paper, it had been, you can get professional, for professional bakers, you can get printers that print on icing. My friend's sister's a baker, she has one. And I've seen a picture of someone in the States who submitted their decklist printed on a cake.
0: I don't I don't quite know what to do with this
1: information now. There's nothing in the tournament rules that says your decklist can't be on a cake, sadly.
0: I mean, in that situation, you're taking a photo of the cake and then you eating the cake, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%.
0: Okay, that's... Why?
1: Why? I I think they thought it was funny. Like, I considered doing it myself, because like I say, my friend's sister can do this for me. And I was going to turn up to a PPTQ back when they had PPTQs with my deck list on a cake. I was also going to have it on a piece of paper that I was going to give to the head judge after I had presented them with the cake, because I'm not a
2: monster.
0: Okay, mine shit in comparison because mine's I think I've told you this story before but I'm going to tell everybody because it's funny so my friend who at the time was an L2 judge no longer is an L2 judge turned up to a PPTQ uh, wrote his deck list on two basic islands he was playing Mono blue, I think he was playing Mono Blue uh, Mono Blue Devotion was that the deck that had like, Master Waves and stuff in it
1: yeah it was Mono Blue Devotion
0: so I think he was playing Mono Blue Devotion and he thought it would be funny to write his deck out on two basic islands so he writes his deck out on two basic islands gives it to the head judge. And the head judge, who is a mutual friend of mine Casey's, told him that he had to do it again, because obviously that's stupid. So he then writes his deck list out again on the the required piece of A4 paper and submits it, and then during a deck check, it is discovered that he has filled in his deck list incorrectly. So he's about to be given a game loss for... Deck list problem? I can never remember which way end it is. Yeah. Deck list problem, sure. And the floor judge, who's also a mutual friend of ours appeal to the head judge and said that because the deck was written correctly on the basic islands and he had just written it incorrectly on the, the actual A4 deck list that he should be given a warning and not a game loss. I <laughs> actually managed to get away with it.
1: Did the head judge give that downgrade?
0: The head judge did downgrade it, yes. Amazing. I don't think he did huge about that PPTQ and he ended up getting about seven warnings. There was two PPTQs in a row. Um, and he, I think he got about seven warnings over the whole thing. One of which was because he... So he, he got two, I think, in the same day for um failing to de-sideboard properly right. prior to his game. And he got a tardiness game loss in one round in this, the
1: second PPTQ. <laughs> I love it because I know
2: that story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he got a tardiness game loss in the second PPTQ um, because he was on the toilet reading about banding when the round started and was therefore late to his seat.
1: Yep. Banding's not easy.
0: So yes, in conclusion, I can't think of any more really bad deck lists that I've had. I've had envelopes and I've had...
1: Yeah, I've had the envelopes and, and, and stuff like that. Um, I've had the back of a, um, someone's boarding pass for their flight. Nice. B- back from a Grand Prix, I think it was. But yeah, like once you've listened to this episode, tell us on Twitter... About the worst deck list you've ever seen. Oh, please! A mutual do. friend of ours submitted their deck list for UK, Ireland, South Africa Judge Nationals last year, on an A4 deck list in crayon, and got told by the head judge to please rewrite it, not using crayon. Like that
0: sounds funny, but not only is crayon really hard to read, crayon is really hard to is really easy, sorry to um, manipulate. I think it's fair to say.
1: Yeah, it's really easy to smudge.
0: If you can, if you're writing your deck list in something that can be manipulated, like pencil or crayon, or charcoal, anything like that, chalk or something, yeah, then you're probably going to be told to do it again because it's, it's super easy for that to get all mucked up. Or you you can potentially change it. Yeah. Another reason also, you should never fill in your match slip with anything other than a pen. Yep. The more you know. Casey, okay, so guess what I spent this weekend doing?
1: Um, not shooting people with lasers.
0: You're, uh, yes, correct. I did
1: not shoot people with lasers this weekend. Were you playing Magic the Gathering?
0: I was playing Magic the Gathering.
1: Were, were you playing Odo? Aodo. <laughs> Aodo.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was playing Aodo. Uh My favourite bit is the bit at the end when you have to run up the travel air. Yep. It's awesome. Uh, I was uh, hanging from some rings suspended in midair, trying to boot an Ilharg the Raysborne in the face. <laughs> well, a, a gladiator of your choice, listener, you can substitute your favourite gladiator in here, attempted to manhandle me to the floor in an undignified manner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's how I spent my weekend. I was playing Awod- Awodo. Awodo momir. Okay. I think I'm the only person that liked this format. I've not seen anybody else say they enjoyed it.
1: My flatmate was playing a bunch last week, and he seemed to think that it seemed to just be a race to try and get your opponent to concede before you got fed up and conceded.
0: See, I've had loads of different people saying different things about it. I really enjoyed it, and I I genuinely do think I'm the only person. But I've, I've I've played, I think there's 15... Is it 15?
1: Fifteen wins you need. Fifteen yeah.
0: wins, yeah. So you unlock the stained glass planeswalker art things, mm-hmm. cosmetics, by by getting a certain number of wins. And I I have had fifty, I think. I think I've, i must have played about forty games of Momir at this point. Right. Uh, I think I'm on about twenty something wins out of fifteen. Because I've just I just think it's really good fun. And I've never played actual Momir on on Modo. Sorry, Let Go. Modo. I'm gonna keep calling it Modo. So I have like no no base of reference or anything. But I've just I've had a really good time playing it. And I'm really sad because the fact that it's had such bad feedback means that they're probably never gonna do it again.
1: Well, I don't think they'll do planeswalker Momir. Like regular Momir on on um, Arena like has had reasonably good feedback.
0: So for people that don't know, let's talk about what Momir is.
1: Yeah, so so back back in the day, back in the 90s, Wizards released a supplemental product through the uh through the in-store leagues called Vanguard. And what Vanguard was, they were oversized cards that represented characters and you played with one of these characters and it would increase or decrease your starting hand size and increase or decrease your starting life total and it would give you a special ability. Maybe you're... Uh, Your creatures all have lifelink or your artifacts are also creatures with power and toughness equal to their mana cost. Something like that. And when they started introducing avatars on Magic Online, again back in the day, all the avatars would have a vanguard ability. Um, And there'd be loads, loads more than they ever printed in the the paper version because they'd just make loads of avatars for every set. So they've they've stopped doing this now, but one of the most favourite ones was the Momir Vig Simic Visionary Avatar, who gives you I think plus four starting life, plus zero hand size, and the ability pay X mana, discard a card, and you create a token that's a copy of a random creature with converted mana cost X. Now that could be any creature with that converted mana cost that existed on magic online yeah and fairly quickly some people invented their own format called momir basic now momir basic has since become a sort of official format on magic online but it just started in the casual playrooms where people would create a, a constructed deck that could only have basic lands in it so you'd play sixty basic lands and a Moomia big avatar, and that was what that would be what you would play with. You would just create random creatures, bash your opponent with them, and eventually someone would win. And it's a lot of fun. It sounds like there's not a lot of tactical play to it, but there there is some tactic. There's a lot of randomness and a lot of luck, but there are some tactics. Knowing what turns you should create your creatures on, what turns you should skip. So yeah, it's it's a good fun format. So they've introduced
0: a version of this on Arena, but obviously because Arena doesn't have every single card that's ever been printed in Magic, it's a variant of it whereby you get it's a a, de- a number of cards in a, in in your deck, and it's every planes one of every planeswalker in War of the Spark, and the rest is all just basic lands. So you can draw lands or you can draw a planeswalker and just play them like normal and you also get the momir vig avatar yeah and all the creatures that you can conjure up with this momir vig avatar are creatures that are currently in standard so you you don't get the stupid splashy things from like you know like 10th edition or something but it's still a lot of fun yeah and i originally thought that people were going to be talking about this and we're going to be talking about the best things you can do in momir and it, oh, this is this is great and this is the, the best place that can possibly happen so I I decided I w- I wasn't going to look for the best cards that you could possibly get. I have a, I have some of them. A list of good cards like Fell Specter, for example, which I think every time I op- your opponent discards a card, you they take two damage. Okay. Which is pretty this good. Pretty good. Polyraptor's pretty good fun because you can just it just replaces itself. So that's pretty good. A Tendershoot Dryad is awesome.
1: Ramps you because
0: you're just churning out saplings every turn. I nick you out of the old ways. You can't cast any of your planeswalkers, but who cares? You're doubling your mana basically. Yeah. So I I I didn't I wasn't going to go into why these these creatures were good in this format. I went for the absolute shiters
1: that you can conjure up. One thing I did think was quite interesting about the format is that it kind of turns on its head what planeswalkers are good.
0: Yes, very much so. There's some obviously that are still crap.
1: Yeah, but. I I hear that the absolute pinnacle of planeswalkers that you want to draw is Davriel, because getting your opponent's hand size down and Momir just means they have either they have fewer creatures that they can create or their creatures are going to be lower converted mana cost and therefore generally worse than yours.
0: Like that's the thing, even the the really bad planeswalkers. Like I'm trying. I'm, who's the who's the worst planeswalker? So Narsis it's pretty garbage in Momir, because she doesn't do anything. Ral is pretty garbage, because he lets you scry, and that's basically it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Dovin's not great. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's just a lot of them just don't do anything. Karn is... I don't think I've played a Karn yet. Karn just sucks.
1: Yeah, Karn, Karn kind of does absolutely
0: nothing. Absolutely nothing. But the thing is, even if you've got really bad Planeswalkers, the moment you draw a Sarkhan, <laughs> so even the worst Planeswalkers have a, have a purpose. Because they have a, a sort of a dual purpose. Because you can you can either wait and get a Sarkhan and make loads of dragons, or you can just churn them in your graveyard with Momir and make a better creature. So the the bad planeswalkers still have their place, even if their place is the graveyard. But there's just some creatures that are just so blood-curdlingly awful. So I've 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 made a, a list. This isn't an this isn't an exhaustive list of bad creatures in in current standard Momier. Mm-hmm. But it is all the ones that I've seen okay. that are that are, that are not good. I've been a little bit uh, honed it a little bit. I haven't included anything under three mana. Okay. Because generally you probably don't want to be Momiering stuff on two mana. Yeah. There's some good stuff you can get, like there's mana dorks and things that are good. But then I had my opponent yesterday Momier for two, discard a Planeswalker and get Hydroid Crisis.
1: That seems pretty poor.
0: And I'd looked away briefly. Because I wasn't expecting them to do anything, and I look back, and suddenly both their lands are tapped. There's a walking in their graveyard, and there's no creature. And I was, I was, deep. there's no, there's no sort of like text replay feature on Arena that lets you look back at what's happened. So I'm sitting there trying to work out. I was like, and obviously because they their tokens, they don't go to the graveyard; they just disappear. They just disappear, yeah. So I had to just kind of keep playing and eventually work out what they could possibly have played. I think it was a it must have been Hydroid crisis.
1: Yeah, e- anything with an X in its mana cost is going to be. Pretty poor and more so Ugin's Conjurant, Hydroid Crisis, they're all just going to cease existing immediately.
0: If it's just X, you're probably going to be more for zero. Yeah. In which case, that's just the worst EV. Wha- don't do that. Yeah. So I've not gone for anything under two. I've only gone okay. for three or three up. And I've split it into, there's, there's four categories. I've got some honourable mentions. There's two honourable mentions because they're they're pretty bad, but they're not awful. Okay, and then I've got three I've got three categories they're pretty bad, really bad, and absolute trash. okay, there's two in the absolute trash category, including one that nearly made me turn the PC off and leave the room
1: <laughs>
0: because I was just so horrified by what had occurred under my watch. The first honorable mention is deputy of detention. Sure it is a it's a it's a one white blue uh when it comes into play exhale target non land permanent opponent controls and all other non permanents permanent that player controls with the same name as that permanent unless it leaves until it leaves the battlefield It
1: kills one of their creatures
0: only if you've only if you're on the draw,
1: yeah okay because
0: otherwise if you move on three and they have nothing it just comes in and sets as a one three okay so theoretically that's why it's an honorable mention because it can get rid of one of their creatures but in you know worst case scenario you've got a one three it's not the worst thing ever it's not great. Yeah, um, but it's it's not quite bad enough to make it into the top list. The second honorable mention was one that Casey suggested to me before we started recording, um, and I've heard two or three people say that this that they've died to this. But I I played it and it worked out really well. That's Demon Lord Belzenlock, which is four black black for a six six. So it seems bigger already. When Demon Lord Bells Lock enters the battlefield, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an online card, then put that card into your hand. If the card's converted, mana cost is four or greater, repeat this process. Demon Lord Bells Lock deals one damage to you for each card put into your hand this way.
1: So in regular Momir, whether that's on Magic Online or in Arena, Demon Lord Bells Lock just kills you because you draw your whole deck.
0: In in Arena, it does... If you're on a low life... By the time you're momeering out a six drop, it might kill you, but there's a fair amount of three drop planeswalkers that are probably going to stop it from yeah completely pinging you to death, basically. And there are people that have just, they've, they've got really unlucky and they've only been on like five life or something and they've just hit, you know, Liliana, Nissa, Sarkhan,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and have just kept going. But I did it and I think I hit Dovin or something. And it's like, okay, sure, I, I get this Dovin that I can discard to momeering and I have a six, six that flies. That seems fine. So it's yeah. pretty good. It 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 can it can kill you, but it can also work out. Just be careful. Just be careful. Yeah, I mean, you can. It's it's luck. There's no sort
1: of. <laughs> well, if you if you're on two life, you probably don't want to make a six drop. Is what we're saying. Is he a six drop?
0: I think if you're on two life, you probably want to run the risk of making a six drop because you're probably going to die next turn.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: So there are the honorable mentions. Now we're going to go on the pretty bads. There's three pretty bad cards and they're pretty bad because they they just don't do a lot. Uh, the first one is Arlen's Wolf. Sure, which is a 3/2 a two for two two in a green. Arlen's Wolf can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less. So it's not the worst in the world, but by the time you get to turn 3 and you're mooning out something the chances of your opponent having something with power 2 or less are pretty slim. Mm-hmm. Unless they've got really unlucky. So it's not awful, it's a 3/2 but it is probably just you're probably not attacking with it. By the time you get to turn three, because your opponent's probably got a three three or a four four, so not the worst thing in the world. Not great. Second one is Sahili Silverwing.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Sahili 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 Silverwing is a cost four is a two three. So already it's pretty guff. It, when it's got flying, and it says, When Sahili's Sa- Sa- silver wing enters the battlefield, look at the top card of target opponent's library. And the only reason this is pretty bad as opposed to really bad is because it's got flying. Yeah. That's saving it. Because the rest of it, it's a 2 3 for 4. It sucks. You can look at the top card of your opponent's library. Great. You can see what planeswalker they're going to draw, or on. it's one of their, you know, multitude of basic lands. It doesn't do. Ve- it does some stuff, it doesn't do very much. But it has got flying. And that can sometimes be relevant. So that saved it. Third pretty bad card, uh Sphinx of the Guild Pact. Okay. Now he- he- hear me out. It's a, it's a seven drop, five five. Sphinx of it's an artifact. Sphinx of the Guild Pact is all colours, it's go flying, it's got Hexproof and monocoloured. Uh it sounds reasonable. That sounds fine. The problem is there's not an awful lot I found of heck of monocoloured removal that can get rid of it. Okay. If, you, if I if I'm missing something super obvious about Sphinx of the Guild pact, please slide into the comments and tell me. But I've found that I can quite easily get rid of a Sphinx of the Guild Pact when my opponent plays it. But it's a it's a five five with flying, so it's pretty good, it's just pretty easy to get rid of, I found. Okay. Okay, let's 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 let's, let's dig down, let's go really bad. So the first really bad, really, really bad momier creature is Mistress Self Replicator. <laughs> which is a two-two for five whenever you cast a historic spell, you can pay one, and if you do, you create a token that's a copy of Mistress Self-Replicator.
1: Yeah, a 5-mana 2-2 is pretty awful.
0: It's a 5-mana 2-2 that you can pay one more mana when you play a Planeswalker and make another 2-2. Yeah. I think if that's, your, if that's your win condition, you're in trouble. Yeah. But it's just bad. And the chance, like, I, I most of the time you want creatures rather than Planeswalkers, because so the Planeswalkers do stop, but they're not probably not going to win you the game. You want to be churning out a big creature, like a six, seven, eight, nine drop.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Paying a Planeswalker and paying 1 mana to make a 2-2 is just the worst value. So Mr. Self-Replicator is not a good card to produce. It does have its uses, and you'll see when I get to the last card in the really bad list why this might be good. But it's a very niche scenario. It's very niche, and if you win the game this way, I'm seriously impressed. But we'll get to that in a bit. Second really bad creature is only Thousand eyed Okay which is 2 black, black, green, green for a 2-3 with undergrowth. When it enters the battlefield, you create a 1-1 black and green insect creature token for each creature card in your graveyard.
1: That's a big spider, yeah.
0: It's a 6 mana 2-3. That has another ability that says you can pay black and green to sacrifice another creature and you can gain one life and draw a card. That's what's saving it. Because if you've got something that makes tokens, you can pay black and a green and gain a life and draw a card. But it still feels so bad to pay 6 and momentary a 2-3. Mm-hmm. When you consider what other six drops there are. You can have a Demon Lord Bells and Lock.
1: Uh, yeah. he's a six six flying thing that might kill you a bit.
0: That can or might just draw you, you know, a planeswalker that you can ship to
2: Momir. Yeah.
0: So it feels really bad, this happened to me, to get this Zony Thousand Eyed and then suddenly be sitting with a two three that does nothing. And it actually says on it, uh, I think when you when you get the token, when it goes on the stack. actually says on it you have no creature cards in your graveyard just to rub it in
1: (laughs) just to just to remind you just
0: to rub in the fact that you have nothing it's like yeah great you get nothing haha
1: thanks for that Izoni.
0: thanks for that Awodo.
1: I wish I'd never told you about that
0: (laughs) I'm gonna annoy you so much this has made my life uh next Krenko Tin Street Kingpin which I feel bad putting on a really bad list because I really like this card but it's a it costs three. It's two and a red for a one-two. Whenever Krenko 10-street kingpin attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it, then create a number of one-one red goblin creature tokens equal to Krenko's power.
2: That seems fine.
0: Okay, so uh, it doesn't have haste. Your opponent is probably going to have another a creature, regardless of whether you're on the play or the draw. If you're on the, the draw and they've got two, then that's even worse. So it's And it's only a one-two. And they're, they're probably going to
1: block it because it's good. Yeah, but it's a two three for an attacks.
0: Yeah, but they're still probably gonna block it and if they've got three mm. like I, I if they've got unless it's a really bad three, like one of the ones that I'll that I'll come to next, actually, the next one. It's just not I it's just I've, I've had it a couple of times and it's just it makes a goblin and then it dies. And there are much better three drops I've found. Okay. Uh the three drop that, that if your opponent has this saves your Krenko Tin Street Kingpin is squee the immortal. <laughs> because Squee the Mortal is a th- one red red two one that you can cast from your graveyard or from Exile, neither of which are helpful. It's a three drop two one.
1: Yeah, that's pretty pesh.
0: Which feels bad. It feels really bad. And he he looks like he's mocking you in the art as well. <laughs> he looks so happy about it, and you're just like squee. Do you uh, do you remember at the start when I said Mishra's sure self replicator might have a use? Uh huh. If you've got lots of self replicators. The next card in the really bad, and the only reason it's in the really bad as is, opposed is to absolute trash is because you can, you can cast it. You can make it work. Right. If you've been lucky enough to get an artifact. It's Phylactery Lich. <laughs> <laughs> phylactery Lich. Three. Five, five. Sounds great. You're not complaining. As it enters the battlefield, put a Phylactery counter on an artifact you control. When you control no permanence with phylactery counters on them, sacrifice sacrifice phylactery lich.
1: A, a three mana five five indestructible seems pretty good to me.
0: Yeah, it's got indestructible as well. If yeah. you got a Mistress Self Replicator, you're laughing. If you don't, it comes into the battlefield and immediately sacrifices itself.
1: Yeah, that's pretty bad. And
0: then you're and then you you get to look at it briefly before it disappears, and you're really sad.
1: Yeah, it's a triggered ability, so yeah, you're gonna. You've got to get a moment of, of absolute pain while you can see it sitting there.
0: The only reason it's not in the absolute trash is A, because it is possible to get artifact creatures. Yep. It can happen. And secondly, because there there are probably some static abilities somewhere that say whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, things happen.
1: Yeah, or you you would draw a card off Liliana static from one of your creatures dying.
0: Well, exactly. So it has uses.
1: Yeah. So,
0: Philanctroelich... Probably going to make you sad, might make you very happy. now we go on to the absolute trash
2: bring me your the trash
0: trashest to the me. trashest of the trash i'm going I'm going to do the I'm going to this too I'm going to save the trashest one for last okay, because it made me so sad I had to go downstairs and do a sit
1: right that's a big mood. The trash are my people. Bring them to me
0: <laughs> The second trashest card in Momir. salvage it of secrets okay, it's a five drop. Right. So it's a 2 2. Right. So already, it's a 5 drop 2 2. It's going to That's have to already
1: have a, pretty bad. It it's must pretty do bad. something amazing.
0: Yeah, it might. It must have an ability that, that saves it, right? When Salvager of Secrets enters the battlefield, return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Oh no. So in other words, it's a 5 drop 2 2.
1: Why have you done this? That's Salvager a five, of Secrets.
0: I, I can't believe you've done I this. I can't
1: believe you've done this.
0: <laughs> it's a 5 drop 2 2. It's just bad. You could yeah. have a Skargon Hellkite. You could have a. What else costs 5 mana? Literally anything else.
1: You could have a Sarah Angel.
0: You could have a Sarah Angel. I'm pretty sure there were some Sphinxes that cost 5 mana. Yeah. You can have so many things that would do. Lyra Dombringer, is she 4 or 5?
1: Um,
0: Lyra's 5, I think. Okay, so you can have Lyra and said you've got this 2 2 this, this for 5. Good luck. Good luck with your stupid Merfolk Wizard. Okay, I need to mentally prepare myself, because this this is a card that I played. Uh, I, I did I did the thing with Salvager of Secrets where I thought it did something. It had a lot of text on it. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, this has got a lot of text on it. And then I hovered over it and realised that my life was over.
1: I'm braced. I'm holding holding <laughs> no, worse. the bed this frame. Is the,
0: I'm pretty sure this is the wor- It's worse than Phylactery Lich. Okay. I'm going to put that out there. It's worse than Miss Yourself, Self-Replicator. This is the worst card. I'm going to nail my colours to the flagpole and say this is the worst card you could get in Momir. Arena Momir. Are you ready? I'm ready. Amplifier. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Oh, no. <laughs> Amplifier. This has this happened to me. It's a three drop, two, no, it's a four drop, sorry, two and a red. It's a four drop. You can have Ravenous Chupacabra. Yeah. You can have any Sphinx. You could have so many things. It's a one-one. It's a four-drop one-one. Yep. Got it. It's got a lot of text. I'm going to read you what the text says, and I want everybody to feel the cleaving pain that went through me when I when I realized that I had I had this card on the board for for four mana. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card until your next turn. Amplifier's base power becomes twice that card's power and its base toughness becomes twice that card's toughness. Put the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. So it doesn't draw your entire deck. No. Which is the
1: literal only positive. It it shows your entire deck to your opponent and then shuffles it. Yeah. (laughs) You just
0: turn the cards over until it's done and then you shuffle it and put it back and you have this
1: 1-1 for 4. While well, your opponent's probably got some good creatures, even if they've got a mis self replicator that's that's better there is nothing
0: it kills squee the immortal by blocking
2: yep,
1: that's the only plot there isn't
0: that's it. It's worse than Mr self-replicator it's worse than Sal- at least salvage of Secrets is a 2-2. yeah like it's, it's salvage of secrets has the has the the good sense to be a more than more than one power and one toughness. <laughs> I can't believe that I paid for, discarded a naff Planeswalker. I don't even remember what Planeswalker it was. I don't want to remember. I don't want that pain to haunt me. Because I thought, great, I'll get a Chupacabra or something and kill one of my opponent's creatures and I'll have a 2-2 that killed something. That's an acceptable power and toughness ratio against what the the card does. That's fine. It kills something. Even Krenko does something. Even Mistress Self-Replicator does something.
1: Yeah, Krenko at least leaves a friend behind.
0: I would rather have a phylactery letch come in and immediately disappear because at least I got to look at a good card, <laughs> and I, I would, <laughs> and I would know that had I something with a static effect that let me draw a card when a creature died, or had I any artifact, if I had a Sahili and I'd cast a Planeswalker and I had a Servo token or whatever the fuck it is Sahili makes, I I had a Sahili Silverwing. Yeah, that's fine. That's an artifact. That's gonna work. I can play my phylactery ledge. Amplifier does absolutely nothing. It does it's worse than nothing. You have to show your opponent your entire deck and then shuffle it. <laughs> your opponent doesn't even get any advantage from you playing that. There's literally no advantage at all. It's the worst card in Momir to make, and I'm extremely sad that it happened to me.
1: Your opponent, if they were very clever, could work out the exact contents of your hand. Exactly. So that's what that's what it does. You attack with it, and it tells your opponent <laughs> what you've got in your hand, and then shuffles your library. It's like the worst thought sees. Yeah. Hard level Gataxian probe. There is a card from Unhinged, I think called Goblin Secret Agent, which is a a, two and a red for two to a with first strike at the beginning of your upkeep. Reveal a card from your hand at random. Amplifier is worse than that.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have to put an awful lot of work in to reword it as a, a randomly generated Robo Rosewater card. Yeah. It's so cost four, it's so a one-one. Show opponent your library, shuffle your library. Yeah. Or like, you know, a target opponent looks at your library. That's what it does. Yep. That's what the text in Momir, that's what the text might as well say. Target opponent looks at your library, then shuffle your library. Yep. That's what it does. It is categorically, categorically, there is no upside to this card. None it's all. not even a good blocker. It's a chump blocker. It's worse It's worse than a 1-1 token. <laughs> because it has the audacity to do something stupid like show your opponent your entire library and then make you shuffle it. You have to expend the energy to shuffle your library when you've played this. It's the worst card. Could you imagine if it was a zero-one? one I think that would almost be better, because then at least it's not pretending to be something. If it's a zero one, it's like, great, it's a zero one. The fact that it's got one power implies that it's trying, and that infuriates me. The fact that it's trying to do something. It turns up, and it tries to help. It's like when someone turns up to like help you cook a meal, and they just break all your kitchen shit. They're trying so hard to help, and it's just making it worse, and you just want to tell them to sit down. It's like it's like unsolicited deck building advice
1: oh the worst. that's what
0: this creature is the equivalent of it's the equivalent of unsolicited advice it's worse than a one one token that does nothing. I hate amplifier i don't care whether it's in limited standard whatever this format has ruined amplifier for me. Screw you, amplifier. <laughs> It's time for my 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 favorite game. Are you ready for some quick fire shite or delight? Absolutely ready. Awesome. So for for people that are new to this game, uh, I have a, a list of of things that I'm going to rapid fire read out in case he has to tell me off the top of her head whether they are shite or a delight. It's great. I'm just going to rattle through these already. Right, shite or delight? Magic Odo. Shite. <laughs> Magic Odo momir. Shite. Fitting fitting multiple people in a phone booth. Delight. Modern. Delight. No dragons being spoiled spoiled in Modern Horizons yet. Shite. Detective Pikachu dancing. Absolute delight. 90s game show gladiators. Delight. Constructive criticism. Delight. Deckless on cakes. Shite. (laughs) Amplifier. Shite. So shite. I will not get into this again. I want... Please send me send me on Twitter your photos of you burying copies of Amplifier in your back garden, <laughs> burning it, feeding it to your dog, defacing it, throwing it into the sea, throwing it into your toilet. I don't care. Abuse this card. I hate it. It's ruined my life. <laughs> while I while I regain my faculties, tell us where we can find you on social media.
1: You can find me on Twitter at PurpleSnap, or you can find me on Instagram at PurpleSnap. I don't post any magic content on my Instagram, but if you want to see what I'm wearing, then that's where you want to go. And you can also sometimes find me on the Scourge Divas Twitter at Scourge Divas.
0: Is your, is your username on uh, also PurpleSnap on Magic Aldo? It is. I've covered up all my mirrors. I don't want to get beaten to death with your shoe.
1: I would like to say that I don't think Magic Arena is shite. I think Magic Arena is a delight. Just Magic Aodo. Magic Aodo (laughs) is shite. Just to clarify that shite or delight from earlier.
0: (laughs) It does sound so shite.
1: So where can we find you on social media?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Hey Worst Artist or on the Scourge Divas Twitter, which is at Scourge Divas. If you want to email us any constructive feedback, uh, you can email us at scourge.divas at gmail.com We're also taking questions for our next uh, drunk drunk judging episode, which will be on Shadazad. Yeah. Because we got two hundred and fifty Twitter followers, and I tempted fate by doing Pine glacial Worm. You did. So we're gonna be we're gonna be drink. We might have a guest on for our, our Shadazad episode.
1: The guest will also be drinking.
0: Yes, the, it's, it's, everyone's going to be drinking. Yeah. So if you can think of any burning questions you have about Shadizad, um whether they're rules questions or questions about our personal experiences with this card, and know has a story, um, mm-hmm. then yeah, send them, either tweet them to us or email them to us or just email us your, any of your general thoughts or tell us about how your week's gone. Talk to us. We're, we're nice people.
1: Mostly, except when we Mostly. create an amplifier in Arena Momia. S-
0: No! No!